every 19 seconds, a pothole is repaired in the UK. This costs local authorities over £100 million every year. Over 1.7 million were tackled in 2020, but incredibly, that's still not enough to keep up with the UK's need for road repairs. There's an enormous backlog of work to be done. Estimates say nine years or £12.5 billion worth of overdue road maintenance. And local authorities had to pay out over 15 million in compensation to drivers of cars damaged by the roads that they thought were safe. But what if there was a way to prevent all of this? The potholes, the damage and the enormous road repair bill. What if we were building roads that were more durable and lasted longer? Extending the time between repair and replacement. And bringing in new technologies that create safer, longer-lasting roads and more environmentally friendly roads. The world is ever fast changing and product development is at express rate, I would say. And that's not just with material offerings, but that is also with technology in the machinery that we're, we're using to, to lay these products. Hello and welcome to Engineering Matters. I'm Alex Conacher. And I'm Jane Sophia. In this episode, we've partnered with Tarmac, not only to talk about new technologies that they believe are the future of road maintenance and construction, but also to explore how these are adopted using their new PAVE technology solutions methodology. So PAVE technology solutions, PTS as we've, as we've labelled it within Tarmac, is a, an accumulation of technologies that we've been gathering together as a wider business in contracting, supported by material manufacturing brethren, to give an option and some education through that ECI process to our clients and designers. This is Phil Greenan, Framework Manager for Tarmac in the Southeast. And ECI means Early Contractor Involvement. This sees construction teams brought into the very early stages of projects to ensure that designs are efficient to build. It was introduced in the 1990s after Sir Michael Latham reviewed the contracting arrangements in the UK's construction industry in a bid to improve teamwork and to remove the issues that were leading to cost overruns and late projects. Phil says that the PTS tool could allow organisations to get the benefits of the practical contracting knowledge and new technology early enough to make a big difference. So the idea of PTS is to have an interactive platform where um, and we, we likened it to a menu in a restaurant. So you can have a, a taster menu and you can select everything on it, but it would have prices and costs associated with that, that technology that you might select, or you can select a start, a remain and a, and a dessert as such. But those technologies in, in the interactive document and um, on offering explain the benefits to the client and helps them address and helps us talk them through the benefits of the various different products and solutions that we may have. Clients now, environment is a, is a huge, is huge on the agenda for all of our clients. And that, that doesn't just encompass carbon. It, include, it encompasses um, noise and vibration, which is still an environmental consideration um, that the customer has. Also ride quality. So specific sites and specific areas of the strategic network 
require different applications and different thought processes. And so what we try to do is show with PTS how we can address one, two or more of the client's objectives um, with the solutions that we have, um, because th there are so many, we, th we felt that we needed to lay it out there. So what's on the menu? Many of the technologies we're going to look at today had their origins on special projects, roads with unusual performance requirements or restrictions. One of these is Silverstone, the UK's premier racetrack and home to the British Formula One Grand Prix. In 2019, Tarmac was hired to resurface the whole track. Racetracks have to be ultra-smooth to deal with the high forces exerted by F1 cars, so Tarmac brought in its Smooth Ride technology. Smooth Ride technology utilises extremely precise sonar scanners mounted on a vehicle. Using the information from the scanner, a section of road can be milled and paved to variable depths, resulting in a much smoother road surface. On existing UK highways, the current system for repairing a carriageway starts with milling it out to a nominal depth, depending on how deeply the carriageway has failed. So we may go down 100 millimetres, 180 millimetres, we may only just go down 40 millimetres and put a single layer solution back. And it's kind of done, you know, very manual, using a ruler or a, a piece of string and a nut to control a piece of machinery. This is Ben Howard, contract manager for the PAVE business at Tarmac, meaning he oversees maintenance projects across the road network. As he explains, the current system for milling out a carriageway that's being repaired doesn't use very precise measurements. But, as Phil explains, this doesn't have to be the case. The smooth ride technology used at Silverstone can achieve accuracy within two millimetres. GPS satellite navigation as such and the tolerances can be achieved are within one or two millimetres. So uncommonly known to most people, but when you plane the existing road surface out, that is the most critical area to achieve a smooth ride quality. So we can also put pave assist on the milling machine to ensure that we are regulating the surface that we're planing to. Pave assist is a technology developed by Volvo that gives real-time information on the status of the asphalt being laid including the distance paved and amount of material used. Traditionally, you would just put your paver in, in a hole that you'd planed at 40 mil and it will follow the undulations of the existing carriageway because you will just been specified to plane 40 mil or 100 mil. So you'll end up following the longitudinal line. Whereas if we can actually regulate that planing through mill assist on a paver, on a, on a milling machine, I should say, then that laying process with mill assist still on it will just give you an absolutely plain surface. And it's this flat, smooth surface that creates a smooth ride surface for drivers and passengers, whether that's an F1 driver or a family. We know from surveys um, with, the, with the customer, which is the general public, travelling public, that ride quality is the number one priority for them. We know by making the finished surface smoother, it's about how the tyre interfaces with the asphalt. So if it's bumpy, obviously you're getting the bumps and you're getting like point loading is the wrong term, but you're getting a more aggressive interface on, on the surface. If it's smoother, the wheels obviously travel over it with less sort of undulation and bumping. Therefore, it by default lasts longer because it's not getting pressed and rutted so aggressively. But smooth ride technology isn't just about making better quality roads. 
Smoother roads last longer, and longer-lasting roads means less repairs and less carbon emissions. And reducing carbon emissions is crucial for the road construction industry. National highways have committed to reducing road construction emissions to net zero by 2040, and asphalt production inherently has a large carbon footprint. And just as a reminder, 95% of UK roads are made from asphalt, which is a mix of aggregate, a bitumen binder and a filler. If you want to learn more about this recyclable road material, you can listen to episode 84, Asphalt of the Future. But we need to be responsible and, and at Tarmac our vision is to become carbon neutral. Our aspiration is not to carbon offset, it is to become carbon neutral. There are a range of ways in which Tarmac is working on this. Capture of carbon and prediction of carbon expenditure through our operations is high on the agenda. We have developed over the last 18 months a system or a calculator where we can calculate our, our footprint and we can forecast our footprint and measure against that. We can also demonstrate for clients when we've been in ECI and we've adjusted designs for them, what the carbon saving was from their original design to the actual design that we are going to go and construct. But the next step for us now is out of our um, BPO planning system is to automate that carbon capture. So at the end of every shift, that can also be put into a portal or produce a report to demonstrate to the client our actual usage or our actual carbon footprint for any particular activity that we're doing. Along with meeting climate goals, new technologies could also help to make road construction safer. Safety is 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 massive for all of us and as it as it should be we should go to work and come home in the same condition that we were but we are very aware as an industry a construction industry that moving plant and vehicles are a huge hazard um, along with incursions from the traveling public into the roadworks so we are investigating and trialing or planning to trial this year a system that learns behaviors of individuals on site so it's an ai technology that takes a live stream from CCTV and identifies breaches. From not wearing the appropriate PPE to vehicles moving without a banksman, it could send an alert to drivers and foremen and prevent the vehicle moving further. This is to stop people getting within five metres of a moving piece of machinery. And we delineate that with, um, with markings, LED lighting on the ground. But the idea that the CCTV that we have currently on our systems called Brigade feeds that live, currently live, so we can always, we're always recording, we can always learn from our behaviours. But this cloud-based system, which has got the AI technology, can attach itself to that live stream and identify breaches or hazards that are about to happen. The digitally-minded listener might have noticed by now that underpinning all of these technological developments is data. Data is key. It's understanding that data. I think we've always had it to a degree, but in the paper format. I think the data that we can collect during the design period with the technologies of GPS and um, geospatial awareness and surveys now, we can pre-identify our defects. We can literally walk through virtual reality, walk through our job with a client on a screen and understand the project and plan it more efficiently. Data collection can help with improving safety conditions and during the construction process, but perhaps the biggest benefit comes during the design process. We can send out survey vehicles, which can go out and gather lots of information to it, can gather um, GPR on the stats that are within the road. 
GPR, Ground Penetrating Radar. We can gather GPR information about the layer makeups of the pavement so we can look for subsidence and things like that, which will then kind of look for the type of treatment we may want to specify with the designers to deal with the specific issues in the carriageway. So that can all be done driven, so there's no need to shut carriageways. We can drive through with scanners on the back of the machines. Those scanners will also pick up things like fisheye camera views. So you've got um, photography overlay, it can pick up a video and it'll pick up point cloud information on sort of level. So in a, as a surveyor's term, it will be X, Y, Z, so Eastern, Northern and Elevation. So it will then basically produce a complete digital map of said carriageway. With the technologies of GPS and geospatial awareness and surveys now, we can pre-identify our defects. We can literally walk through virtual reality, walk through our job with a client on a screen and understand and the, the project and plan it more efficiently. So I think there's ever growing appetite for that within industry and, and growing technology as well. So what, you can, what we can then do is then look at the profile of a road, effectively kind of take that and then redesign the correct solution with a lot of information to hand with minimal disruption to the network, basically. Ben also thinks that better use of data can help companies be more efficient during the construction process. And he believes that the construction industry could learn something from Amazon. There has been this analogy out there, you could potentially compare a surfacing company to an Amazon. So in a sense, they receive and move things around and do the whole delivery model. They've got a warehouse of goodies, which is like our asphalt plant. And then they've got, you know, lots of vehicles that go around delivering things to different locations in a very similar way. They've got lots of very clever tools to plan and manage these delivery routes and manage what they deliver where. I think the construction industry has kind of looked at that and seen, okay, well, the manufacturing industry can do it. Can we do it the same way? I think probably historically, a lot of construction companies are not necessarily thought that way i think it's you know it may be managed by some very clever individuals but it's done very manually using sort of traditional paper-based or let's say microsoft kind of very basic spreadsheets things like that using integrated intelligent tools speeds that process up and it can be collaborative the data collected during a project can, in real time, be shared and analysed by everyone on the project. So I think now with, the, with, with cloud technology and the capturing, automated capture of the data, it is all there in one place and it can be layered. So we can be providing that health and safety data at the end of the job, or not even at the end of the job. It's being fed into the system through the job. So there isn't a six to ten week period after we've left site, gathering all of the data, all of the site waste transfer notes, all of the product data, compaction data, etc. It's being uploaded daily as we do it to, to a cloud on a portal for anyone that's got access to it to review. Tarmac's work at using these technologies for specialist projects inspired the creation of the PTS platform. If their driver is to massively reduce carbon, we'll apply certain techniques and we can explain mm -hmm. how it will work and where their savings will come. But if their driver was to improve quality over everything else, they still might get some carbon savings because it may touch on that by nature of what it is. But the quality mm -hmm. improvement would be a different set of technologies. But as I said, it may cross both. 
So it is, PTS is not, although it's paved technology systems, it's technology, but not just to improve quality, if that makes sense. It's how we yeah. use technology as a company, as a whole, to improve full stop our performance and to improve the clients. A company looking to build or repair a road can look over the available technologies and match to their goals, whether that's reducing carbon, building longer lasting roads, or even making the construction site safer. Many of these technologies are ready to be implemented in road maintenance projects, but new technology is continuing to be trialled with the hope they can add even more to paved technology solutions. If roads that fix themselves sounds like science fiction, well... It does, but that doesn't mean it isn't possible. Now, self-healing asphalt has been developed over the last 18 months to two years. And when the road surface gets to the end of its traditional lifespan, so seven or eight years, there is the surface will start to micro crack. And as, as the, the surface and the material cracks, it will release capsules of reinvigorating bitumen solution that's been modified to restitch that surface course back together to give it more longevity. The first trick is how do we put these tiny capsules in that are supposed to break in eight years time without melting them at 170 degrees or 140 degrees with warm, warm mixed asphalt and then obviously transporting them to site laying them in the ground and then compacting them without splitting them. And then obviously the technology to get them to split at the right time, um, at the right amount to not have too much viscosity, for want of a better description, so that we end up with a slippery surface. That's what we're trying to aim for. One of the key hurdles to overcome is getting buy-in from across the industry that implementing new technologies is worth the investment required. But strong carbon reduction commitments from the owner and operator of the UK's strategic road network has been helping to turn the industry towards technological solutions. I think initially suppliers have been nervous with the respect of a lot of the carbon saving technologies that are out there our first generation. New technologies often bring benefits, but the work needs to be funded. A strong business case is required as well as a viable solution. Sometimes this can be as much of a challenge as the tech itself. Phil says it's important that ambition from owners is in place. And it's crucial that companies and organisations across the industry work together to develop and implement new technologies. And they're encouraging us to do the same. I think most, most responsible businesses within the industry now do have their own innovation pots as well. Advancing the industry also involves helping out smaller innovators, which may not have access to the same capital as Tarmac. And we're looking to support those um, SMEs as well, um, because that's where a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the innovation is coming from, is for those, those small to medium enterprises that support us in what we do and they don't necessarily have the capital to, to invest in the technology. So we are supporting them and being their vehicle and their voice within the, in the, in the wider strategic place. 
Meanwhile, Ben spends a lot of time comparing practice internationally and has a lot of conversations with Australia, New Zealand, the US and Europe. I would say probably we're, we're slightly behind with some things. I think we're now starting to move and dealing with certain people in national highways. They are understanding and are seeing the benefits of the change. We know they're looking to change specifications to try and get, let's say, a little closer to what some of the techniques other countries are using. But the move to that direction is quite a refreshing one. But it's not, it's not that the UK are not completely technically savvy or useless. I think it's just probably slightly overdue a change or a move to a, a different method of doing things. And for Phil, it's also important that the industry modernises so it can be attractive to young workers. This is something that all sectors of the industry are thinking about now, how to appeal to the brightest minds entering the workforce. The road sector is entering a place where it's engaging with new technology, geospatial modelling, automation, and it has a growing requirement for these new skills. We need people to understand technology and understand its capabilities, which the younger generation do. And we need to find that blend of experience but have capability within our, within our teams to implement the technology and continue to bring the fresh ideas. Engineering Matters is a production of Reby Media. This episode was written and produced by Johnny Dowling, hosted by me, Alex Conacher, co-hosted by Jane Sophia, Editing by Bernadette Ballantyne, Sound Engineering by Ross McPherson, Series Supervision by John Young, and our own futuristic smorgasbord is Rory Harris. Thank you for listening. You can find Engineering Matters on all podcast apps, on our website, engineeringmatters.reby.media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn. LinkedIn.